Hello and welcome to the Monsters, Myths, and Mayhem podcast. I am your very estranged host, and we also have... Silver. And our special guest... Bats! <laughs> and who are you? <laughs> Where did you come from? Uh, I came flying in from a cave. Um, if you would like, you can tell everybody, uh, like how you came to know us, what you think of the podcast, and, like, your own handles and stuff, if you'd like. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I came to know Chaotic through a friend. She she didn't know Chaotic at all. She was just like, hey, Chaotic and you both have the same energy, and I think you'd really um, like her, and so you should rate her, uh, because I am also a streamer, and so I rated her, got to know her a little bit, um, came back time after time. Uh, to her stream because she's just very charismatic, very funny, uh, very kind. Um, the energy is just very chaotic, just like the name, very gremlin. Um, had a really good time, got to know her better. Um, when we were becoming better friends, absolutely love her to death. Um, and then I became one of her mods, learned about the podcast, started listening to the podcast. I'm like, this is about monsters and cryptids and just folklore and like everything that I love and I absolutely love it um I think my favorite one so far has probably been the kappa uh not to be confused with the twitch kappa but the Japanese kappa uh be polite save your life is a phenomenal episode y'all should listen um but yeah and I, I don't know silver very very uh very well yet I'm hoping to change that um but he is phenomenal as well their energy is just Chef's kiss, amazing. Um, uh, but like I said, I'm also a streamer. You can find me over at Strangbat uh, TV or Twitch TV slash Strangbat. Uh, and I streamed Dead by Daylight, like chaotic. Uh, but yeah, that's about me. Not the Kappa episode. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> the toilet part sent me. I was washing dishes, and I. I I'm a mom, so like I had to like squat so it wouldn't pee myself. <laughs> it was so good. Glad you enjoyed the episode. That was a fun one to record. It had some uh the toilet was definitely a little different on it. Tell me that's not everybody's fear though, to sit down and be sitting at peace trying to pee or or poop and you're just like something has attacked my ass. Anyways, that's not what this episode is about. This episode <laughs> this episode is about Ghostface from the Scream series. Bats, since you are our guest, is there anything you'd like to tell us, special factoids or any history or background? So I have I have a few trivia, like a few things. Um so before Ghostface was used, like the Scream, the iconic Scream mask was used. Um he was used as a father death costume. And the director saw it and was like, that's it. That's the mask. Um, and the person, I think the person who funded it, I can't remember his name, was like, that mask is silly as fuck. Don't like it. Get it out of here. We're going to try, we're going to try this, the take, the beginning take with uh, Casey Becker, that 12 minute long intro scene. They, he wanted to do that seven different times with seven different masks. The director was like, fuck no, we're not doing that. We're going to do this once. You're going to watch it. You're going to like it. And then that's how we ended up with this mask. And I love that. That is great. 
Yeah. That would have been a lot of takes with seven different masks. And it's a long scene. Long scene. Is it at the beginning of which of the Scream movies? It's at the beginning of the first Scream and the entire scene, which I forget that you have not seen them. Yeah. Um, the entire thing is him. He calls Casey Becker a couple times and he plays the games. You know, what's your favorite scary movie? The the famous line. And he does it a couple times where he calls her and then he ends up chasing her and he like tortures her boyfriend. And then the, he goes out and ends up killing her. And that's like our whole first kill scene. And it lasts forever. Um, so... On the mask factoid, um, I love that the mask itself matches Scream the painting. Yes, that's it was inspired by that painting. Yeah. I love it. That was one of my favorite uh, paintings growing up. And then, of course, when I got older, I got into horror and I figured that out. And I was like, hoo hoo. All right. So just as a general basis for um, Ghostface and Scream the movie, a little bit about Scream itself. It was a 1996 horror film. Um, it's directed by Wes Craven, was written by Kevin Williamson. It actually was kind of a revi revitalization into the slasher horror um, that like Michael Myers had gotten such a stronghold on in the 70s. And we hadn't really had anything like that till Scream in the 90s. And we had so many huge... like teenage actors in it that were so big at the time like nev campbell rose mcgowan we got uh my personal favorite steve ulrich we've got matthew lillard everybody loves matthew drew barrymore was not in it very long but she was very great uh david arquette jamie kennedy courtney cox there was a lot of amazing stars thrown into that movie and they've obviously made a lot since then there's a lot of streams that have been made since then but one of my favorite things about ghostface and if you haven't seen the movie, it came out in 1996. There's going to be spoilers. Just, you know, close your ears, watch the movie. Matthew, <laughs> do something. Um, yeah, don't look at me. My favorite thing about Ghostface was, like, Michael Myers was made to be, like, this huge entity, this huge person that had, like, broken out, can't be killed. A lot like Jason Voorhees, you know, he, he wasn't killable. He's not... He's not human. He was made into something else because they were, like, resurrected or these insane people. And Ghostface is just two teenagers killing their friends. Wait, Ghostface was two people? He is originally two people. He was, uh, he was, um, Billy and Stu, which was Steve Ulrich and Matthew Lillard. And throughout the movie, you are made to believe that... It, it could be anybody else because it starts out Sidney Prescott's mom has been murdered a while back and nobody knows how. And now all these murders are happening again and you come to find out that the man she's dating, Billy, is actually the son of one of the, the guys that her mom had cheated with. And it broke up his family. So he blames Sydney and her family. So he was dating her the whole time just to be able to kill her. Yeah, it was a toxic victimhood. Was like, if you don't know this about horror movies, most horror movies have um, leftist politics behind the theme. And so if you look at Scream, it's toxic victimhood and self-empowerment is kind of the theme behind it. But like Billy's father, like Chaotic said, cheated on his wife with Sydney's mom. But how is that in any way Sydney's fault? Right, wasn't Sydney a victim in all of that too because she lost her mom. Her mom was making decisions against her dad. There was so much that Sydney was also going through and obviously she didn't turn into a murderer. So Billy just took it and went to extremes with it because 
why not? And then Stu just did it because he he was lit and insane. <laughs> so he was just down with whatever Billy was doing. They're just hanging out, being friends. Friends who kill together. I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah. Bats, do you know the famous uh, ghost face rules? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like what all horror movies have, like, followed before and followed after. It's like, um, don't have sex. You need to be a virgin to survive. Don't go into, like, don't ever be alone. And then there were, like, there were, like, two others, right? Yeah. Um, don't have sex. Don't drink. And never say, I'll be right back. Hello. Or who's there? Because you will instantly be dead. I think one of the unique things that Scream did with that, because a huge thing, especially in, like, the Michael Myers and the Jason Voorhees movies, was that once you had sex, you were dead. Like, period. That was it. Like, they always, the counselors were all having, they would have sex, and then Jason would kill them. Like, that was a lot of the Friday the 13th movies. And in Scream, it's one of the first ones where she loses her virginity and almost gives her more empowerment to beat him in the end than it does hinder her. Yeah, it was it was very feminist of uh, of them to put that in there. Also, I think one of the very first horror movies to ever break the third wall, like when Rose McGowan says, "Please, Mister Ghostface, I want to be in the sequel." They knew they were making a sequel. They knew they were playing on that. They knew that they were doing it. And then they have their movie inside of their movie because the stream movies have the uh, what is it called? Stab. They have, stab. The stab series, yeah. they have the stab series within the series. So people are watching a replay of what's happening here as these stab movies. And we're watching it as the people knowing that it's the stream movies. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the best things about horror movies is that like us as the viewers get to scream at the victims. And we're like, no, don't go in there. Don't be stupid. I would never do this. But I think the most important thing to remember, I read this somewhere and I can't remember who said it, but the most important thing to remember as a viewer is that the people in the movie don't know what genre they're, they're in. So, of course, they're going to make the uh, the stupid mistakes. But with them adding the rules and Skeet talking about the rules, hey, don't do this, 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 or you'll die, it's self-referential and it's it's satirical. Like, it's it's still horrifying. It's still very scary as a horror movie, but it's also satirical and it makes it amazing. I agree for sure. Silver, got anything to say? Add? Yeah, this is, I'm just taking in all information. I've not seen any of the Scream movies. Don't tell me you've not looked stuff up, though. I haven't. I was super busy this week, so I looked up and I didn't get I'm surprised. any chance to look anything up. I'm thoroughly surprised. I know Ghostface is in scary movies, or at least some form of him is, because that's where I've seen him in his was up scene. scene yes, scene. his was up mask. Uh -huh. Which they've just added to Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how that goes. I think it's going to be hilarious. Is Ghostface two killers in all the movies, or is it just the first one? Not always. In the newest stream, which I thoroughly loved. Bats, I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. I, a lot of people didn't like it. I absolutely loved it. I think that they really got back into the roots and made it modern day. I thought it was very, very good. Um, they did go back to having two killers in that one. Um, I don't think the sequel has two killers. It ha It's just Billy's mom, isn't it? So, the first one had two, which is Billy and Stu. The second one had Mrs. Loomis, 
she wanted revenge for Billy, um, but also right. Mickey. There were two. There were two, but she, I believe, kills Mickey, which seems to be a trend with the uh, the ghost face and their partners. Yeah. Um, she uh, or Mickey wanted fame, and he wanted to blame violence and media for like that was his reasoning behind uh, killing people. The only movie that had one uh, scream killer was uh, three, which is the worst one in my opinion. Which that's uh, the one about the movie stars, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. Yeah, that is my least favorite. I'll still watch it. But it's yeah, I definitely still watch it. But it was because that's the one that has where the the who they thought was her mother's murderer gets out, and he's the movie star. Is that the second one? That's the second one because that's Mrs. Loomis that does all that. No, no, second one's where they go to college, right? Yeah, the second one is the college one, and that's where uh, Skeet dies. Randy. That's where Randy died. Randy died. Yeah, which yeah. everybody's pissed about that. Um, so the third one is with what is his name? Cutter? The uh, the guy that they thought actually killed her mom Cotton. gets out. Cotton. Cotton. Cotton he gets out. And that's when it's all about the movie one, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and like again, that's like when the satire comes into play because the the actress is complaining about how she's cut out of the movie very quickly and she's very upset by it and then she's she's one of the first to die in the movie so it like it's like oh she complains about it for stab she's starring in the stab movie and then she dies in the actual movie very quickly i thought that was very funny isn't that the one where they tried to do the whole half brother thing too yes i thought okay so yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. roman was actually the catalyst he was the reason why Billy was like, oh, you know what? I should kill Sid for yeah. the crimes of her mother. Yeah. Yeah. They, he ended up, you know, classic villain monologues and kind of explained some of it too. Yes. Yes. And she's like, I've heard this all before. You've, you, you blame the world for shit that's happened to you. And the only person you have to blame is yourself. You're the one making all these decisions. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've... I usually just watch the first one. It's my favorite. So I don't watch the other ones more. I, I tend to avoid two because Randy was one of my favorite characters. Three, like you said, was not very great. So I don't really watch it. Um, we're on... Was it the seventh that just came out? Uh, the fifth one just came out, and it was just called Scream. Oh, yeah. But yeah. There, there's going to be another one. Yeah, they they already released that there was going to be another one. I really liked the idea ideal behind the family extension. The fact that Billy is tied into her bloodline. Um, the idea that and I if I'm not wrong Nev said she's not coming back for this one, this next one. Right? Correct. She no longer wants to play Sydney. I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. Um, I thought it was really cool that in this last one they brought back some original characters just to tear our heart out. Yeah. Again, spoilers. But when that the hospital scene. Oh my god! I, I legitimately I I was sitting next to my husband and I was like, "There's no way they let this happen. Something happens. He gets up. He totally gets up. It's fine." <sighs> I was wrecked. I I was not the same anymore. And 
again, like, it goes back to, like, the rules. He knew the rules. He knew. He's known since the first one. And he broke the rule. And that's what got him killed. And I was like, you, f- you idiot. I can't believe you've done this. I loved that uh, Randy's niece and nephew were so hip on his rules and like his his ways of how he handled things. I thought it was very neat that they put they still included his character. Yeah, and then bringing back his sister um as you know as the as the mom um and seeing her in it, it broke me just a little bit. I was like if either one of them dies, I will riot. You know, one of the deaths that probably actually jump-scared me the most in that one was the sheriff and her son. Yes! I it actually jump-scared me. Oh my goodness. I It was so scary. One of, one of my worst fears is home invasion. And Agreed. when he closed that door, I was like, okay, good, he's safe. And he wasn't. No, because they, they Matt, they, you know how like... Uh, horror movies tend to like when something when you close a door or like close the mirror somebody standing behind you or like on the other side of that when I tell you they did this with this kid with us for yeah. a solid 10 minutes of that movie every time he shut something the the artistic angle of the camera made you just hyperventilate because you were like oh my gosh somebody's gonna be behind it they did it for a full 10 minutes he shut the shower door he shut the mirror he'd go downstairs he'd shut the fridge he'd shut a cabinet he'd round a corner you were like freaking out then he finally gets to this front door and he shuts it and he locks it and he's like oh cool you turn around right like i mean it was just it was one of the best it was nothing yeah like nothing, nothing times nothing, like 15. Finally, like you, you're just like you're and then by the time you're done you're like you know what i'm not even gonna worry about it anymore because I'm, I'm freaking out like this is terrible i'm tired of it whatever so then by the time he shuts the door you're like it's fine he's fine no he is not <laughs> well they're just uh showing us nothing on purpose in order to you know give us a quick heart attack they're not gonna actually do oh yeah um and obviously since this one is like part media obviously we've like talked a little bit about Ghostface itself and then we kind of shifted into media without meaning to that's all right i had a couple questions okay so Ghostface, does everybody that becomes Ghostface know of a know of the previous Ghostface? most of the time they're connected is it the same costume i think they've all been the same costume I think they're they're usually connected. Usually they know of each other. Even in the most recent one, um, there was historical bloodline connection and reasoning. Um, and it, surprisingly, the bloodline connection is not Ghostface. It's the person living in one of the Ghostface's houses, which is crazy all on its own. So the Ghostface uh, it's a, the house? It's a kid that lives in the house of one of the old Ghostface. I don't think she's related to Stu, is she? She was just living there. Yeah, she was just living there. Yeah, so she was just living there. She was like, she's like a guru. She was like obsessed with the stories. So the fact that she was living there and the fact that she was just obsessed with it, I think she just wanted to do it and relive the the old ways. So I think there is always a connection. And the the as far as I'm aware, the costume has not changed. I mean, other than going from a 1990s to a 2000 something upgrade with just the way it looks a little bit cleaner and stuff. But what kind of meant like do the scream? killers get caught does ghostface get caught and like go to jail or does he die or is that same costume from the first two guys the same costume that they're using in the uh most the times they universe? die most times the the ghost faces are dying okay. it's not this i think they're buying new costumes it's not like getting passed down or anything like that 
showcase. It's like a universal costume they're being able to grab. It's not like a homemade. And I'm glad you brought that up because in the first movie, there's a big ordeal because it's so easily accessible at the Halloween stores because it's a brand new costume that they came out with that year. So everybody's buying it. And then when they find out about the killer, everybody continues to buy it. Okay, that clears a little bit up. That's what I was kind of thinking. I wasn't It would quite be very sure. creepy if they passed it down through generations like that, though. I see where you were coming from with that. Yeah, kind of like a curse costume that your yeah, mind changes. Yeah, and that's that's we go back to like the it. Michael Myers because Mike a lot of the Michael Myers theory is that when he pulls on the mask is when it his mask comes down and that's when he kills. Um, and so that's where Ghostface kind of broke that stigma. Ghostface broke that stigma because he wasn't some person that just went crazy when they put on the mask it's literally just normal people under the mask that's i mean they're obviously not normal when they take off the mask and they've been killing people but it's people you don't expect always it's always the most normal looking of people that just tend to snap yeah even with these new ones um i had a hard time deciphering who was going to be who uh horror movies tend to follow like a very predictable pattern and usually by the middle of the movie you can like figure out what's going on um, but with all of the Scream movies, I had troubles putting together the clues. I'm like, who could it be? It could be this person, this person. Like, half the time that I've watched these movies, I've been right, but only because it's a lucky guess, not because I had any solid lead. I think it makes it a little difficult to figure out who it is as well with being too ghost-faced because they didn't always have an alibi. Possibly, if they were smart. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think, one of the things that made these movies so scary was that um, you think that you were safe with someone because you were like, oh, well, they were here with me when that murder happened. And then by the end of the movie, you find out they had a partner all along and it's like, oh, well, now no one's safe. Who is it? Yeah. And like, I feel like even in the new one, like you said, I had a hard time figuring it out, which I thought would be because like, like the second and third one, um, the second one more so I had an idea. I was like, there's a reason, like, it was like a, a Loomis targeting kind of thing. So I had, like, a, an idea, generally. Um, and then the third one, by the time we were getting to the reveal thing, I was less surprised. But in the newer one and in um, the way that they did it, I thought it was really unique because they made everybody look like a villain. They made you think everybody had a reason. Yeah, you kind of even questioned the protagonist there at the end. You were like, is, I mean, she does have hallucinations. So is she actually like um, losing her mind a little bit and doing these murders and we just don't know because we're only seeing it from her perspective? Or is it actually somebody else? It really, it really made me question who it was at the end. The next step they got to do now is make every single person in the movie a killer and then they're just often each other and until it's insane. like the final killer you just don't know 13 ghost face there is is it the second one where they have the halloween party there's one where they have a halloween party and like everybody's dressed up so they don't know where it's going to come from and they're not all like ghost face but everybody's like partying so they're like, I don't know where it could possibly be coming from or where they would possibly the attack would come from. I think they're showing a screening of Stab, too, when they do it. I think that was the first one, right? Whenever, um... Well, I know that they have the one in the house, but there's that one they have in the barn. And and oh. it's like, yeah, remember what I'm talking about? Like, it's the huge screening. There's a bunch of teenagers and shit. Four. That was four. It, four. Thank you. See, I watch them. I just don't know which ones are which. They're all each other. 
they do blend in a little bit because they do bring back the same characters in every movie, um, which can make it kind of hard to distinguish timelines and stuff because you're like, oh, well, when Courtney Cox did this or this, and you're like, oh, wait, no, that was the movie before the movie after. Right, and Courtney Cox walked in both those times and planted cameras in the first and the fourth. So it very well could have been the same scene copy and pasted from a barn to the house. So, I mean, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, like, identical. And that's exactly what I was thinking. I was, like, where where Randy's, like, oh, no, look behind you. And it's where they're looking at the camera. The cameraman is in the truck, and he's, like, look behind you, kid. And I'm, like, is that the party chaotic is talking about (laughs) yeah and then he turns around and he's like oh my god the camera's on a delay yeah um yeah that the first one was probably the best setup for that especially with Stu being like i'll be back and then he like walks away and of course it's like you know oh but he is the killer later on so it makes that scene so much cooler um but no the barn one specifically is what i was talking about because it was so hard for them to differ where it would be coming from because there was so many people there for halloween and with matt saying that it would be cool to see like 13 ghost face could you imagine a halloween party of ghost face while that's going on i would shit myself and pass out <laughs> yes <laughs> um with that being a good segue into mayhem i think because we could talk about how it would end up for us at a real life halloween party if Ghostface was real All right. Would you survive a ghost face attack? Yes or no? And why? In my own home? Probably. In someone else's home? Probably not. Oh. What was the last rule again? Not, don't say hello. Uh, don't, don't answer the phone. Like, don't be like, hello. And don't say, I'll be back or I'll be right back. Do you answer your phone to unknown numbers? First of all, I need you to answer that. I do sometimes, but I don't say hello. What do you say? I say, this is Mort's Mortuary. You stab him, we slap him. I don't think Ghostface would know what to say back to you. Okay. (laughs) No, not at all. He'd be like, uh, wrong number. (laughs) Uh, Wrong number. (laughs) What about you, Bats? Would you survive a Ghostface attack? I break every rule except for answering the phone because I don't even answer phone the phone to people I do know. Uh, so yes, I would. I would definitely die. I'd probably be the middle person in the middle of the movie dying. I um on a general day to day basis do not break any of the rules. So I think the only way that Ghostface would be able to get me, and I feel like you can relate as a parent, is if it was towards my kids and then I'd have to go see what it was. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We'd both be screwed in that instance. But if it was just me by myself and somebody was like, you should go downstairs, I'd be like, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Nah, that creepy noise downstairs, I'm not going to go down there. It'll resolve later. Nope, if I'm home alone, I don't check shit. Like, if I'm dying, this is it. If not, I'm not going to look. <laughs> not. I mean, I have some common sense in that capacity. I would probably try to hide. But I also have uh, what I like to call fear farts. If I get very scared, I fart. And they're not silent. <laughs> so they would find me very quickly. If if my kids were home, I'd be screwed. None of my kids know how to be quiet. Like, I couldn't hide to, to save my life. But if it was just me 
And the security I keep around my desk and the ease of access I have to it as the adult in the house. I don't think that Ghostface has ever had to deal with somebody who has something right there at their desk when they walk in the door. Yeah, Ghostface is... It wouldn't be a good time for Ghostface because he he just uses his knife. He's just a dude, right? He doesn't have any supernatural powers. Yeah, they're just normal people. They're normal people that are good at sneaking. They distract you with the phone call. That's why there's no phone calls. Don't answer your phone. They like to, that's how they get you amped because when you answer the phone, they get you all hype with scary threats and questions and, and threatening people that you know. And like they've looked up a bunch about you. So they start saying things that you're like, how would you even know? So they get you scared before they even enter your house. Um, bats. With the new tech in the new movie, like with them locking the door off and on with the tech, did that freak you out? Yes, very. And then I remembered that I am but a peasant in the electronics world, so I'm safe there. So I understand. It just I it's it was insane to me because I was like, if they can do that, they could definitely kick in my door. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was crazy. And I feel like the the kills and the stabs were a lot more brutal in this last one. And I feel like that was a little bit more of a realistic look into how Ghostface would be today. Yes. The very first girl who died in Scream 5, I have never cringed so hard in a Scream movie. It was so brutal. But just the very first attack, period, that just, like, put her in the hospital, when he stabbed her ankle, I thought I was going to throw up. Yeah. Um, He's terrifying. He, Silver, he stabs her, like, right, you know, like, right where your ankle and your heel yeah, go? Yeah. He, like, stabbed her right between and dragged her by it. Ouch. It was. She, yeah, and then he stabs right through her arm because she puts her arm up to protect. It was rough. Definitely rough. Didn't he break her leg? Yes. Yeah. I think he stomped on it, right? I think he did stomp yeah. it, yeah. Like, sideways. Like, she was standing up and he, like, or she was, like, on the ground and he was, like, on the side or something. But he, like, stomped it sideways, didn't it? Yeah, and you hear you hear the crunch. It was rough. <laughs> and then the poor girl's continuing to escape later on with this broken leg. <laughs> yeah, she's in a wheelchair with her like stabbed through hand, like trying to like push the wheels, trying to escape. And I'm just like, you poor fucking girl, dude. I can't. I would just simply die. I'd be like, I'm here. You can have me. <laughs> she had a huge will to live. It was it was amazing to see. I know you guys kind of mentioned the tech a little bit in the first one, but did he call with a cell phone? Do they did he call people cell phones? How did the caller ID not pick that up? Or is it landlines? He still called landlines, didn't he? Yeah, and the, the first one it was landlines. It wasn't it landlines in the newest one. Didn't he call her home phone landline? Oh, you know what? I yeah, I think so. But it was a digital. I had a digital. Right. But they had it like the star 69 restricted, didn't they? Yes, I believe so. And then later on, they were using the hospital phones and stuff to call. Okay. Yeah, which is hard to like pinpoint where it's coming from. Technically, you might be okay if you don't have a landline then. Oh, no. He called cell phones too. I believe he called Randy on his cell phone in the second one. And then he died outside. And yes. In view of everyone. I was pissed. Randy deserved a cooler death. He did. He didn't deserve death at all, but if he deserved a death, it should have been way cooler. How do you think he would stack up against some of our previous topics we've 
talked about. Ghostface himself? Yeah, Ghostface versus, let's say, the Kappa. Oh, he would die. I guess the Kappa, yeah. he would die. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I don't know, because most of the things we talk about are very, they're mostly magical. Yeah. We don't, it's not really a human that we're talking about. So, like, on, on the mayhem scale, I think just on general basis of it possibly being your best friend that's killing you, in that sense, he would be, like, mid-grade. But he's not, like, he's no Cthulhu level. Yeah. And he, he's no, uh, he's no Kappa. <laughs> no Kappa. <laughs> if sumo rest, can you imagine uh, Ghostface sumo wrestling a Kappa? Ghostface no. would instantly lose. Yeah, instantly. Most most of these ghost faces have been teenagers. So yeah, it's an instant loss. I trying to think of any that he might be able to stand a chance against. I mean, I think ones like our our ice queens that like to kill people, like Ghostface isn't gonna be interested in that. He's got no interest. So, you know, like he would never have interactions with them, let alone surviving against them. You know what I mean? So yeah. stuff like that would just be hit or miss, I guess. But this is like our first human monster. Um, And I just think it's interesting to see kind of how that sums up against all of our crazy monsters. I will say that I do think that Ghostface, out of all the ones that y'all have talked about, um, is probably far scarier than any of those besides Cthulhu, because he's like a whole other monster. Um... Only because of the anonymity of him, and because it could be your best friend, it could be your lover, it could be, it could be anyone. You have no idea where he's coming from. That's terrifying. And the fact that it could happen. Like, obviously, there's a lot of us believe out there that like things like Cthulhu and stuff are real. Bigfoot, Mothman. There's a lot of us that still believe in a lot of that stuff. However. Ghostface, a friend killing you, somebody you thought you knew killing you, a home invader is much more common in today's day and age than we would ever like to admit. So it makes him much scarier on that level. Especially if they try and get close to you first and everything like that, earn your trust, and then end up uh, killing you. That would be, it's a lot more scarier in general compared to some of the... Even the people that do believe in some of these monsters still kind of see them, from what I've talked to people, that they're kind of, you know, less likely chance to run into them. Running into a Bigfoot in the middle of the woods, you know he's out there. It's not a very high chance of finding him. Yeah, I mean, like, even, like, Anubis, you would have to die to face him. Before yeah. you die, you'd have to face Ghostface. And Doppelganger. They don't really kill or attack. They're just visions of you. So, Yeah, it's terrifying in that sense. It's terrifying to think of him that way. Is his knife always a kitchen knife? It's not a kitchen knife. It's like a... I don't even know how I would describe that. Like a hunting knife? Yeah, it's like an 8-inch Bowie knife or something like that. I was thinking it was like one of those really long like chef knives. That's Mike Myers. Okay. Ah, uh, yep, that is. Because I've seen the meme of him uh, switching uh, blades with uh, Pyramid Head. I think that's all I have, unless Bats has any more fun, like, trivia or questions, or if Matthew, if you have any questions about him. 
you know the robes that he wear he wears are black. Um they were originally going to make them white, uh, but they looked too KKK like. Yeah, that's a little that's a little rough on the subject there for them to be messing with. Yeah. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, there's there's a lot with a uh, with Scream. I, I I really feel like it revived the uh, slasher genre. Um, of course, that's just my opinion of it, but um, I'm really glad to see them making a return. I just kind of thought of something. Kind of going back to the media section. What else is Ghostface in besides Scream? The scary movies, DVD. Um... Uh, he was in a parody movie called Shriek, if you know what I did, last Friday the 13th. Um, he was also in an episode of The Simpsons, Robot Chicken. Uh, and there's also, uh, a TV series that MTV did. It's actually fairly good. Is it called Ghostface, or is it, like, Scream the TV series? Uh, it's called Scream the TV series. Uh, a lot of people didn't like it. They felt it didn't live up to the movies, but um, I really honestly thought they did a good job with it. Trying a bit of movies worth of information, story, and a TV show is a little difficult too, so they probably did the best they could. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I think where people got upset about um, is that they used, I think, actual teenagers for the show, and they forget that the show was about teenagers. It's always been about teenagers until they grew up. I agree. I, I, I love the Scream series just as a whole. I think it's a really, really good slasher. Did Ghostface have any cool stories with joining DVD, kind of like Huntress did when we talked about Baba Yaga? Um, so the really cool thing about the um, the DVD Ghostface is he's not an actual oh, canon Ghostface. Okay, so they just picked up a Ghostface? Or just uh, look-alike? Uh, yeah, his name is Danny, and he has a different lore. Yeah, he wasn't um, a Woodsboro um, native. He was from another town, right? Yes, correct. Danny Johnson, known, also known as Jed Olson by some, grabbed the newspaper from the kitchen counter. It was a week old, but his face was on the front page, grainy and sunken. It was one of the muggy afternoons in Florida when heat and humidity premated everything in the kitchen, making him sweat while standing still. He slouched in a damp chair to read. This article better be good. His work in Roseville had been outstanding. So it's Roseville. It's not the original town or anything like that. And it's basically a serial killer-esque as opposed to this one, one and bam person that's getting killed um his i won't say too much because i do my dvd lores you yeah. know i won't i won't give it all away but um it is it's very neat because like his lore and stuff in the background is kind of like serial killer watching his victims so like he'll kill somebody and then like check the newspaper to make sure he gets the fame for it so it's very it's very much darker no reason behind it serial killing kind of yeah it is a different mo than the previous ones we've talked about He's a and he's he's reverse Spider Man. He works for his local newspaper as the killer instead of the hero. I mean, if you want your face in the newspaper, that's probably a pretty good way to do it, is just put it in there yourself. I mean, a lot of ghost faces wanted that kind of fame. So, like, what 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 better way than to be a, a reporter? Exactly. Yeah, because um, one of the one of my favorite scenes is when they're talking about how Casey got murdered and Stu and looking back now that you know that Stu and Billy are the killers. When you watch that scene, both of them feed off of that so immensely. It's really neat to watch it back once you know who the killers are. Wes Craven always 
always puts up an A plus performance performance in everything he directs, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Scream, uh, Friday 13th. What else has he done? Um, he actually, one of my favorite is Souls to Take. Did you ever watch that? No, that's one I still need to watch. It's really good. Um, that's a good one. He's done uh, Swamp Thing. He's Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. Both good if you've not watched those. Um, Shocker, kind of silly. Some of them are silly because, you know, of course, you have to. Uh, People Under the Stairs is a big one. Um, there's Wes Craven's uh, Nightmare, the Freddy version. Um, and Red Eye. Red Eye is a good one. Uh, I don't think I'm familiar with that one, but is that the plain one? Oh my god, yes, yeah, she sits next to this guy on the red eye, and he's, like, insane. You need to watch it. You would love that one. It's very good. It's top-tier thrill top thriller. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much all I got. I mean, I just, I love Ghostface as a whole. I think the the... The idea behind him, both in DVD and in the Scream movies, is really neat. Um, I think it was really unique. And like Bat said, I really think it like keeps a thrive on the the slasher aspect. Both revitalizing it in 1990s and even today. I thought the newest one was a really good revitalization of slashers. Absolutely agree. And now I got a whole another movie list to add to the try and catch up on. Oh, yes. Well, we shall give a... Thank you to our patrons. They're still the same. Or Mondi, Thor, and Ruby. And another big special thank you to our guest this episode. Thank you, Bats, for coming and talking with us about Ghostface. Yeah, absolutely. And um, thank you for having me on. I've, I'm, I honestly feel very honored that you would ask me. It was fun to have you. Do you want to say your links and stuff again, just where people can find you, just one more time to remind them at the end of the episode here? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, you can find me over at uh, on Twitch, on twitch.tv slash strayingbat, S-T-R-A-Y-I-N-G, bat. Um, and then that is the same name that I have on YouTube and Twitter as well. If you guys aren't already, go uh, give bats a follow. On all of them. Yeah, we love bats around here. I'll fight somebody. Chaotic with the outro. Possibly. Maybe. Covered in peanut butter. God, I swear to God. All right. Join us again next Monday on Monsters, Miss, and Mayhem, found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Silver and Chaotic talk about how Monsters and Miss came to be and how they'd be received in modern-day society. Follow, like, and subscribe to support. Also find the podcast on Twitter and Discord with the links below to keep up to date with the newest merchant activity. Besides, who knows what mayhem we will get into next. Roll the music. Rolling the music. As much as Ghostface stabs in the dark. Don't give that much power out. That's a lot. That's a lot of music.